Hey everyone, and we're back with the District 3 Podcast, episode 101. My name is Irvin. And I'm Manny. And uh, we reached over the 100th episode. Uh, we actually made it, and we're super excited about the future episodes that are coming up. Just the same way that we're excited about our guest today. Um, he is the owner of the Springdale Civic Center, also the owner of uh, Easy Spanish Media. Yeah, the big Entrepreneur, boss. Entrepreneur, Eddie Vega. Thank you for joining us, Eddie. Eddie, how are you? Well, thank you for inviting me, guys. Man, I thought it was going to be harder to get you on here. That's why I was kind of like taking my time. But then I hit you up and you you said yes right away. So I'm Well, I'm always here. So <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah, just sitting in that office. So we're super appreciative of that. And uh, yeah, I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, I feel like you're one of the people that has seen a lot of the history for Latino people here in Arkansas, just in general, um, and just kind of learn a little bit about your history here. Uh, when did you get here to Arkansas? 1994. We came on July 4th, 1994. I mean, I'm sorry, not 1994, 1993. 93. Ooh. Yeah. And from California. From California. Manny wasn't yes. even born yet. That Manny. was the year I was born was 94. Really? Yeah. Well, now <laughs> well, you I, I, I feel old now. <laughs> yeah, you didn't have to say that, man. Put, put Eddie on the spot. Put us on the spot, too. So you, got, you came here in 1993, right? 1993. So yeah, on July 4th. Actually, we came right on July 4th. Oh, that's very we, like, uh, we we uh, arrived in Springdale. Yeah, and but from from Los Angeles, we were coming from the Los Angeles area, which uh, San Fernando Valley. Yeah, and and what did you do? Pacoima, California. What what did you do over there before you moved? Well, I was young and I yeah. didn't do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I was just coming out of school. Yeah, and uh, from UCLA. Okay. And uh, actually, in nineteen ninety three, just. Uh, a few months, a uh, couple of months before we moved to Arkansas. Yeah. And what did you study there? Uh, computer science uh-huh. and uh, my minor accounting. Okay. And so you were in California first. Uh, when did you actually arrive to the United States or were you born here? I was born in Mexico, okay. in Topia, Durango, Mexico. Okay. Duranguense. Soy Duranguense. And, uh, well, my family has always been in in uh, coming to the United States, you know, like yeah. many of the other families that we know. And uh, our family in particular uh, have been coming to the United States before I was born. Okay. Uh, my, my tias, my, you know, tios, and pretty much my tias and, and my older uh, brothers and sisters. Uh, I'm from a family of 12 mm-hmm. and I'm number 11. Sure. So when I was born, I, I already had some of my brothers and sisters were already adults. Mm-hmm. So they they have they were and, coming, yeah they've been back yeah. and forth yeah right and they're Plus, here right uh, some of them are here all of them are here in Arkansas yeah well well most of them some of them went back to Mexico but uh, our particular story on on our family it's it's kind of a uh, a different deal, but it's it's a long story, so I'm not gonna tell you that story. My father's name was Juan Vega Smith. Uh. His mother was American. His his uh, his uh, grandfather uh, migrated from uh, the United States to England, and then from England okay. to Mexico. Oh my God! Uh, wow, so it's it's uh, that's a long story. Yeah, and and I didn't find about that until uh, when he moved back to California. 
from my other relatives and that's when we found out all of this thing going on it's so kind, you, kind you of have to go to crazy. england to finish the loop actually he's from philadelphia I oh mean, yeah. he, he was born in philadelphia uh-huh. charles smith and yeah. then he went to uh his family immigrated to england wow man when he was like 12 or 13 and then when he was uh, uh i think uh eight uh, a little over 18 him and another five boys went for the gold rush to mexico yeah, and, yeah. and he stayed there wow so then was your story from like your families coming from mexico to the u.s was it just like just to pursue the american dream opportunities just yeah is that, is that kind pretty, of the, pretty much the like everybody it? else okay. i mean my uh, my uh as i was telling you my tias they they were the first ones and before them some other family members do it it's kind of a a uh, something going on in, in in small towns like the town where I was born. You know, mm-hmm. most of them will migrate to the United States. Like, what kind of work did your family do in California while you were in school? While I was in school, I was working too. Working I, too? I I was always working. So I did. Uh, I worked in several different factories, mm. mostly uh, on. Uh, it, my brothers, they used to work on this uh, sash and doors, which window sash and doors, uh, and I was working on, on those places too. Yeah. So and you go ahead, man. Yeah. Then you moved here to Arkansas because uh, you had family yeah, here already. Yeah. R- right before I moved to Arkansas, I was working for Price Fister, mm-hmm. which uh, it's a company owned by uh, Black and Decker. And they were actually paying for my my uh, school. They actually paid mm-hmm. for my school, wow. and they were preparing me to be an executive uh, with them. At, at you know, in my last year, and and then uh, just before we moved to Arkansas, they uh, they started moving to uh, Calexico, I think, or, or one of those areas down so between California, California and mm-hmm. between Mexico. between Tijuana and and. Uh, San Diego? Uh, no, no, down in Mexico, Mexico actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Baja California. See, so okay. I'm I'm glad I made the move because I I would have lost the job too. Mm. Well, I don't know, but I'm 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 super happy I moved to Arkansas yeah. when I came over. So you were 21, 22? Uh, we're not gonna say any anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but your your tias were working here. Or? No, no, they were, they still in California. They, okay. they never moved out of, out of California. Yeah. So then you moved to Arkansas, and then what do you do here? Like, what, what, did you already have a goal in mind when you came over here, or did you already have, like... No, no, the, the first thing was when we were thinking of, my sister was already here. Oh, okay. She had, she, uh, they had the only Mexican store in Northwest Arkansas called okay. La Mexicana, and they were the only... Uh, Mexican store in all area. I mean, there was com- people coming from uh, Missouri and all over Arkansas just to buy tortillas. Yeah, okay. wow. Walmart didn't have any of that. So when I first came in, they actually, uh, uh, when they found out I was uh, graduating and I, I was an accountant, mm. they w- their store was growing fast. So they wanted me to come over and help them and uh that's why i came the, the main thing and, and the other thing that i you know i wanted to get out of that area where we were living at the time too yeah. and uh 
I don't know. I felt like that was something I wanted to do. So that's that's what yeah. we did. And we moved out of California in 1993 okay. to Arkansas. So were you one of the first like Latino folks that had a college degree? In this area, I cannot tell that, but you know, oh, a lot yeah. of a lot of Probably. kids, yeah. a lot of kids. Uh, well, they're not kids anymore, yeah. but uh, <laughs> I, I find a lot of them now that uh, tell me, "Hey, I remember when you went to our school and and you motivated me because you know we saw that uh, you went to school and you were successful, and so mm. that makes me happy, you know." Yeah. But I don't know if if uh, well. Not even uh, Hispanics that didn't have a, a degree, but we didn't have many Hispanics when we... That's in 1993, say. I mean, we had yeah. some, but not, uh, you know, the same that we have right now, obviously. When would you say, like, that you noticed that there were more uh, Spanish speakers moving to Arkansas? Was it more of a slow thing in the 90s, or did it just, it, like, happen all at once? No, like, was there a year that it, that it was, actually, it, it, it wasn't fast. Yeah. When we initially moved in, as I'm telling you, there was only this one Mexican store that my sister owned. Mm-hmm. And, uh, was that I'm, in Springdale? I'm, 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 I'm a musician, huh? Was that in Springdale? Yeah, it was in Springdale. Okay. I'm a musician, so I I was playing in bands in California. So when I first moved in, moved in, I I started thinking of what could I do for mm. for the growing Hispanic population at the time. We didn't think it was going to grow this much. We didn't know. Yeah. But uh, I had the vision of mm. doing that. So I I was thinking of many different things about that and uh, then uh, an opportunity came up with the radio station the uh, 1590 AM which was owned by Power Media Group okay. a, the largest radio group in Northwest Arkansas which le- was later sold and divided but back then they had seven radio stations two AMs that they didn't they didn't care about and uh, so they opened this uh uh, a Spanish format mm. and uh, it was actually they invited someone else that they knew which was Ray Hernandez I don't know if you guys know Ray Hernandez yeah. Yeah. but Ray is the one that first came in and I knew Ray for the store from the store so he mm. came and and asked me if I wanted to come over and I you know so initially between Ray and me he was selling and I was selling doing voiceovers mm. Uh, and doing some programs too, and and commercials and all of that stuff. So, so I learned quickly because I wanted to to learn. So going back to the musician part, first of all, what instrument did you play? I uh, I play guitar. Guitar, okay. The live guitar. And then also, I mean, it's obvious to see just by walking in this office that you're a big Elvis fan. Where does that Where does that begin? Where does that Elvis fan? Because I've been to your office. I'll tell you, I, I, I don't even know when it started. I mean, with this Elvis deal, I remember when I was a, a little kid, I liked him, but I don't know when I started collecting stuff. Yeah. Mm. And then people giving me stuff, and mm. I, we got to the point where 
I or I started getting stuff that I already had, so that's when I realized. <laughs> hey, well, you got a problem? You know, <laughs> I I already have this, so yeah. that meant I had a lot of yeah. some some yeah Elvis collectibles. Stuff. Yeah, but the main main reason why I you know I like Elvis is because he changed the world. Uh-huh. Just one person, and he wasn't rich, you know, yeah. with his voice, his personality, and because he believed in what he. It did. Yeah. And he so, has his influence for good because I remember him taking a picture for uh, when he got the polio vaccine. Yeah. And he and that became a big deal. A bunch of oh, people yeah. started getting the vaccine after that. So he used his influence for, for good. Of course. Yeah. And he was uh, at the at the time it was something very special because he was uh, appealing to white people and black people. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that was something I mean, he came right on the on the right moment because yeah. because there right. was the rock and roll rock and roll was just yeah bursting and uh, but most of the uh, of the rock and rollers were black people black and and mm-hmm. whites did not embrace that yeah. that well that at the moment so he came in and got yeah. embraced by all yeah what are your uh, three favorite songs of Elvis. I have many. No, I you gotta name one. One. What's your? What's one of your favorite? The one that you don't get tired of listening to all the time. Uh, only fools rush in love. That's one of mm-hmm. one of the. There you go. Good ones. I like that you didn't go for any of like the super pop, the super popular ones like uh, you know, Joe Has Rock. Yeah. Uh, well, I like all of them. Yeah. yeah. I I don't listen to him every day, obviously, but. Uh, I like his music, and every once in a while, I do listen to him. Is there any memorabilia that you haven't gotten yet that you want? Elvis related? That you thought no, about? I, One that you see on Amazon, you're like, do I really want to spend $15,000 on this? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm past that moment already. Uh, yeah. I'm not that, uh, I mean, I like him, but not that much like I used to before, you know? Before, I used to pretty much I wanted to have every single thing that belonged to him. Now I'm happy with going to his uh, place in Memphis and seeing what he has and, you know. Yeah. Graceland. Right. Yeah, um, like, did you have something? Yeah, yeah. I was going to I was gonna go back to uh, what you did after selling for the commercials and, mm-hmm. and doing the power group because uh, they got rid of those the the Spanish format. Actually, right? they sold all the stations. The owner at, the, at back in I think it was 1995 that he sold all of the radio stations. He sold some stations to a radio group and some other stations to other radio group. So that's when uh, they had La Zeta and they didn't like La Zeta. You mm. know, I I was with them for just a few months, and then. Uh, I don't know. Is that what it was called? Was it called that? It's, it's always been La Zeta. Okay. So, because La Zeta was a, a uh, national uh, syndicated uh, 24-7 okay. uh, radio group. Yeah, yeah. So, they didn't have to do anything. It was, all the programming was already in on the, on the net. That okay. was one of the first things that, uh, I, it, it was actually the first uh, Spanish radio uh syndicated radio group that will be doing a 24 7 wow format in the country yeah yeah. and and we were the first station out of california that got that wow deal so but they didn't like it 
yeah. you know the thing is that probably a lot of people was telling them we had a, a some programs like El Chulo y La Bola mm. back then that they were a little a little more yeah. uh, what do we call a little more edgy more, yeah, more, <laughs> a little more raunchy a, a, adult focus <laughs> yeah <laughs> So I think they, someone started telling them, hey, this programming is not good. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, uh, reminds, it reminds me of like, have been the way it, it, it is right now, but it, it was yeah. worse before. Is it, is it worse uh, or better than La Chocolata? No, El Chulo was pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, he, he was, he was yeah. something else. Right. And back on, you know, 20 years ago or, or almost 30 years ago, you can just imagine so they didn't they got rid of the format and at the same time i had already learned what i wanted to learn i knew i, I didn't want to stay with them because they didn't care about the station mm -hmm. they they had the station just to give it away for whoever wanted to buy some of the other uh commercials mm -hmm. on the other radio stations they will give away the the am okay so that's when i i uh went in and enlist another format 1390 a.m and they dropped la zeta mm -hmm. so i got la zeta yeah and that's the i got that the format and all the rights and everything and uh was that expensive back then to get that to get all that it was actually i i worked 24 7 for it i lost a lot of money doing that I made a lot of money and lost a lot of money at the same time, you know, mm -hmm. I, uh, because when you're, you're following a dream and, uh, and you know you can make it, you believe in what you're doing, right? Mm. So some of the people on the way, they take advantage of that. Like mm. the signal that I was paying for to, to have La Zeta, which wasn't my signal, I was just renting pretty much the 1390 AM. Now that I think about it, you know, even now it's too expensive mm -hmm. for an AM. Yeah. I mean, they were pretty much, for one year that I was running the station, they paid the whole radio station mm -hmm. and more. Okay. So, but it did help me to, you know. It's a valuable lesson. Because now you do to keep your own signal, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. It, in 2005, we got our, a lot KSCC, which, you know, was the first uh, FM Spanish uh, radio station in, in the area that was owned by a, by a Hispanic wow. in the state of Arkansas. The first, because uh, it's a license, actually. The radio station is a license from the Federal uh, Communications Committee, and uh, not anybody can get the mm. license. On top of that, you have to pay for the license. Yeah. <laughs> it's not free. Yeah. So you purchase, so. you purchase the, uh, you get La Zeta eventually. Do you start seeing like what it could become? Like, do you start making these goals and saying, you know, if I do this and I do that, then it can be this? Or were you just kind of like, let me just focus right now on just putting music and selling commercials? No, I, I always had a vision and a plan from all of my businesses. Pretty much before I started any business, I. I had a vision and I I was thinking on how to make it work. Mm -hmm. So the La Zeta, I mean, I was dreaming of owning a a signal from day one when I went to 13, uh, 1590. And uh, so when we got the, the signal for the 
FM 95.7, it was like, I, I couldn't sleep for days. Mm. <laughs> I was so happy. So excited, yeah. But, you know, I had a plan for that, too. I, I mean, that, that wasn't... Uh, back in those days, I was thinking on putting a radio station in every one of those areas around our area that didn't have an FM. Because mm -hmm. that's the other thing. Uh, Fayetteville got a, an FM station before uh, Oklahoma, before Kansas City, okay. before most of these bigger places than, than us. Wow. And that we got it because because uh, of uh, aviation, you know. Mm. So you got the you got the uh, eventually got the signal as well. You said in two thousand four, right? Mm -hmm. um, you also owned, I believe, the, a newspaper, right? Yes. Do you yes. still own that right now, or is no, it not, not anymore? No. Can you talk about that one? See, at that? one point, I I own seven different businesses in Springville. Okay. I'm, I I have always been an entrepreneur, and uh, it was seven different businesses doing different stuff. Mm -hmm. We had uh, restaurants, taco shops. We we had the first taco shop in in Northwest Arkansas, La Steca. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then. Uh, we had the first restaurant and uh, uh, authentic Mexican food, along with uh, La Huerta. We started the same month. We opened the one in uh, Salon Springs, La Hacienda. Okay. Oh yeah. So that was uh, that was my restaurant too. And then uh, we had a gas station, the one across Walmart, La Placita. Mm. And then the newspaper, La Prensa, and the radio station and the Servicios Profesionales, which I, I, yeah. I, I have always done, the accounting, and the, I don't remember what else, but the event center happened eventually somewhere Yeah, there. The, the event center uh, was in 2000, 2002. So why, what was your, uh, like, what was your reasoning for wanting to, like, dip your toes in so many different types of businesses? And wasn't that overwhelming eventually, trying to manage all that? It was not. I was always ready for more. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's a good thing, you know, yeah. it's uh, when you feel that you can do it and you learn how to do it, I, uh, you know, I didn't have a problem. Mm -hmm. I, I, were, I was focusing on every one of our businesses. Like right now, I mean, we have several businesses and, uh, and we, I mean, we make them work. Because yeah. you got a good team too. You've I got a good team too, and uh, that which is very important, you know. That you know, I haven't done it alone. I it's me, but I have my wife behind me, of course. Without her taking care of the kids and and giving me support, it's not the same. Mm -hmm. So and then the family that came in uh, into the equation because they started also working with me and uh, doing stuff and and uh, supporting me and because we had bad times too you know where there wasn't much money to mm -hmm. to uh, to pay but uh, I mean it's it's been a long uh, long road mm. but it's 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 worth it and when when does the Civic Center come into play like the, when, civ the Civic yeah, Center I started doing concerts with someone else at uh, uh, 1996, I think it's when we did the first show. And then uh, we did the first show, and he didn't like 
uh, me being involved, I mean, we we agreed we were going to do it, and then he decided he was going to do it by himself. But then I said, well, I'm going to do it by myself, too. Uh -huh. So he started going his way, I started going my way. I like how you didn't mention we, the No, we just, <laughs> we just did, we did one show, and, uh, and after that show, he said, you know what? I don't think I need you. Mm. I'm going to do it myself. And you were like, bet. Let me and I'm let like, me okay, well, I can do it myself, yeah. too. So, so he did, and we're good friends. So he went his way, and I went my way, and, uh, and here I am. So when yeah. does this, like, when did you, like, when did you Well, the Civic this? Center, we were doing shows at the Convention Center, the, the, uh, Holiday Inn? Northwest Arkansas Convention oh, yeah. Center at Holiday Inn. Yeah. For many years, for several years, I was doing my shows over there, and then we we came into a situation where uh, I would go to this uh, promoter meter meetings every so often, but mainly on November I would go there and get most of my dates for the following year. So the convention center will give me dates. Okay. So they gave me these dates. And when I came back uh, from that meeting, I told them, hey, I have these dates. And then they say, yeah, well, the only problem is that uh, we're not going to give you the same price. I say, why? Well, you're doing very good. And I say, well, you, you're doing very good, too. Yeah. So well, cause then, they were then big they, shows. You were getting the huge artists. Yeah. Well, they 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 their main reason they com they were complaining that because they had a uh, carpet or they still have a carpet. They said the carpet was always dirty with beer and, I mean, we know it's true, so. Yeah, yeah. But they were making enough money to wash it, to wash it every day if yeah. they wanted to. So they came up with this crazy idea of, you know, almost uh, seven times more than what they were charging me. Oh, wow. You know, like 700%, so that's a lot more. So we we got into this situation where I had to sue them mm. uh, for discrimination because they were discriminating pretty much. Yeah. And uh, so we lost that venue, mm. and that's when I started looking for places and uh, investors to build a civic center. And uh, it took us about a year to, because the good thing is that I already had a a uh, spreadsheet to show what I've been doing Success, in the past yeah. few years, or, and so so that that did help me to to get the loan, and then build it, because mm -hmm. this the Springville Civic Center was built from from the ground up. Oh, so you built it? I didn't yeah. know you had built it. No, we did build it, and we designed it and everything to be a concert venue. And that's such a good like business idea like having the radio and having the place where the concerts are going to be because yeah. you can just promote it like crazy and then right and, and that was on my vision too i mean i always wanted to do that and then some other people has done the same thing after they saw this mm -hmm. in the united states okay because some artist told them or something they yeah. came over and they say hey can we come and see what you have mm -hmm. over here liked it and did it so where did you have the station before you was here did you have it somewhere else? The station? Yeah, the radio station. When, uh, actually, when we purchased the the La Seta, the KSC, because we had a 99 point, uh, what was it? I even forgot, 96.7. <coughs> yeah. 
before La Zeta. Okay. Because when I was, I, I was, uh, let's go back a little bit. I was raining in 1390, and then uh, a few months later, I, I jumped over to an FM okay. that I was mm -hmm. listening to or, or renting from someone else. So this other station was in Fayetteville, but then when I bought the 95.7, 95.7, the, the station was in, uh, in, in Rogers. Okay. It was, uh, the format was all this. Mm. And, uh, so we switched it to Spanish. It was a brand new station too. It was like one year old when I got it. And were you doing the voiceovers and the commercials yourself? Like when, I no, when, when we when we got to ninety five point seven, I already had a team. Yeah. Because yeah. I had already gone. Yeah. Uh, you know, from from ninety. Uh, uh, from the AM. Yeah, from yeah. the AM from ninety four, to two thousand five. So it's been a while. Yeah. You know, yeah. after that, so I already had a team, working for me, and and uh, some of them, not everybody knew I was trying to get this other station. Most people thought we were out of business because we <laughs> we had to let the other station go. Yeah. When the when the contract uh, was over, expired, yeah. mm -hmm. they wanted me to renew it, and I didn't want to renew it. And that was like four months before I I I was uh, before the schedule that we had already uh, programmed for the for the closing of the station to get the other stations. But people didn't know, not even our uh, advertisers or anybody. No, most people didn't know because I didn't want to let them know in case it didn't happen, because mm. there was a possibility it couldn't happen too. Yeah. So I let the other station go, and most people thought that's it for these guys. Mm. So, but I was, but m my main DJs, I was telling them what was going on. I said, hey, we're I'm very close to getting another station better signal and it's going to be our radio station so we're going to have a better future with this one so hold on don't go anywhere else don't uh, don't get any other job or anything because you know i'm going to give you a job when we come back so were the were the concerts the first concerts here pretty successful or would it take at, a while to kind of at the civic center, the civic oh. center. yeah did, well, people would, didn't even miss the old yeah, one it was it was <laughs> it was sold out every, right away, every yeah. time and and it was specifically because of the radio right that that people is that the radio has always been the main component because that was pre, -fa pre my success with this yeah yeah, yeah i mean <laughs> this is this is the way and, and i think it's still i mean uh you know we have social media and you guys do use social media really well right right but uh even still i mean uh, I, the no, community I, looks at, at, at the, community, the thing is you know with radio if you think a little bit how this thing works is radio stations connect people you know mm -hmm. the radio station can connect you like social media like you can you have a page on social media and facebook mm -hmm. and then you post something and you know that someone in california saw it one of your friends and then he he comments and yeah. so it's that's that's what makes uh, social media uh, successful well the radio station is the same thing you're in springdale and then you're your girlfriend or your wife is working in Rogers mm -hmm. and she's listening to the same song you're listening to mm -hmm. or to the same program and you're connected one way or another. Mm -hmm. And then when you get home, 
you're like, uh, hey, do you listen to that joke or yeah, or, or that guy or that was crazy or whatever, you know? And that happens to, you know, we have a community that it's connected that way. It has always been connected since, you know, since before you guys were born. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. Here, here in Northwest Arkansas, because yeah. the radio station has always been a, a, a very important uh it's, it's been very important to the community. Yeah. Cause, cause Even the English ones. Right. They, they were always important right. for, for a lot of I people. I used to listen to I used to listen to said that when I was like in sixth grade. Yeah. Like I would literally be parked outside our house and I'd just have the radio on. I'd be listening to like Los Temerarios and stuff. Yeah. And like, yeah like well, so I remember growing up, uh, you know, it was weird to not walk into a factory or uh, I remember my... I, I had a cousin that had a job at a, a mail sorting place back in like the early 2000s mm. and it was weird to like walk in there and the music the old like the old well, uh, tancheras yeah. and stuff yeah. like it's, they it's, had to be playing it's still that way yeah. you know it's still that way and uh, it's the radio station has been very important to the to this community and I didn't learn about how important the radio station was to this Northwest Arkansas community until like three or four years ago when the Northwest Arkansas community, I mean the Northwest Arkansas, Northwest Arkansas uh, Council mm, yeah. came over asking me for help to start a uh, an urban radio station for mm. to attract black uh, athletes to the university. And I'm like, well, they're using the radio station to attract people to the area. And I'm like, well, that's exactly what I did many years ago. Because mm -hmm. cool. I remember back then when people was moving in, they, was, they were saying, oh, they have a radio station, they have dances. Yeah. You know, they were moving from places where they didn't have that. Mm -hmm. Or from places where they didn't, they, even though they, in California, they had that, but not, not at the same level that we had it, like this close, mm -hmm. you know. Like you could see those things in the north and take a picture with them in California, you could not do that. Yeah, yeah. So stuff like that. So that started, you know, bringing a lot of uh, people to the area because of what, you know, we had the newspaper, we had mm -hmm. the concerts and the radio station. And that was part of, you know, what people will, you know, use to attract some of their uh relatives to the yeah. area you know tell it, make, them it makes people feel yeah, more comfortable hey, right hey acá están los bailes tienen los tigres aquí yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I guess kind of probably have happens very similar to the Marshallese community because you know like they have their own radio station too yeah. right. so it's yeah. probably like hey there's a lot of Marshallese right. folks here they got a radio station they're doing vaccination clinics uh, what was the first concert at the Civic Center the first concert at the Civic Center was uh, Los Askis uh, uh, Multiple bands? De Durango, ¿cómo se llama? Uh, no, el otro que venía no. mucho antes este... Horóscopos? No, no, <laughs> yeah, no, no just... eran duranguenses todavía Oh, man It was uh, Innovación de Durango oh. Con las medias negras Okay So we, uh, they came and it was uh, There were already was, legends back then it, so Yeah, yeah it, it was packed it was packed and the the we people liked it because they knew mm. this was theirs too well because you know when we built the civic center the, and they know that yeah when people comes to the civic center i mean i'm the owner but it's 
belongs to the community. Yeah, I mean, that's, everybody comes, and I think that's why, like you said, people feel comfortable right. here because they're coming. They come to Northwest Arkansas, and they get to see a group that they grew up their whole life listening to or hearing about, and now they're right in front of them. Right. Yeah. And I think one of the important factors to that whole like it belongs to them and it's part of the community. You also open the space to hold community events as well. I know you right. helped us like be able to host DACA clinics here for free and be able to help people and then mm -hmm. other events that you do so people already feel comfortable here we yeah. do a lot of those events and the people doesn't even know about because we right. don't adver advertise that or i mean we do advertise it but because we give them free advertisement as well but yeah. but people doesn't know that they don't some of them don't, most of them don't pay to to hold those events yeah. in yeah. here and some like, of those the don't are not even advertised it's because they already have the people that is coming and mm -hmm. stuff like that so yeah so with with all the people that, that have came here all the different bands all the artists i have my favorites of like people that i've met like i've met los yonix mm -hmm. los acosta you know people that i like oh, i yeah. literally were raised on and like i have those memory pictures you know because several of them have passed away sure um what are some of the people that you've met artists that you've brought that you like kind of like uh we're nervous to kind of meet them. We're excited about meeting them because I know by now you might have met so many famous people multiple times. <laughs> yeah, but who are the ones that really kind of like? Got I think to you a little I bit? think one of the the ones is the, the my friend that just passed away. Uh, Samacona. Jose Manuel Samacona. Because oh. when Lead I was of Los yeah when I when I was uh, a little kid I will listen to his music and I will sing his music and play his music on my guitar and. Yeah. And uh, so him and, and the other one was uh, not Los Mismos, but uh, the members of Los Mismos, that, yeah. you know, Los Bukis. So when Roberto... <laughs> I got a funny story about that. When Roberto Guadarrama will come, he will come to my office and, and, and spend, we'll spend about an hour or so talking, you know, just yeah. about how... How good it was back then when those book is that you know, but I, that, I was a little kid. That's, that must be like mind blowing, because I know I would be like, if I could have any minute to talk to him and just listen to like my dad's favorite band was those bookies till yeah. his death. Yeah. Literally had all, almost all the CDs. I don't think he ever got to see them live, but he was always a big fan. So whenever they I came, I never saw them live. You yeah. know, it was yeah. gonna be your first time in September this, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like we're all we're all going. We're all gonna be there. <laughs> yeah, um, that's gonna so be cool. when those mismos came over here, I think it was what six years ago, six seven well, years ago. No, they started coming many years ago. But the last time. The last time probably uh, three, Five, three, four, three, four years, years ago. ago. So I saw that they were coming right, and I was like, I told myself. You know, let me go to uh, let me go to this taqueria that's right here next next to the store just to see if they're around, if their buses out there or like what's going on. So I freaking go to this taqueria, and they're sitting down at the <laughs> restaurant <laughs> eating by themselves. There's no one there. It's just them. And then I like I kind of like freak out a little bit. I'm like, those me like I, I knew they were those mismos, but I was like, is this one those mismos? And they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were so nice. They got up. They t I took pictures. I took selfies with them and stuff. Yeah. And like. That yeah, was. I, I mean, incredible. that's one of those community things. When he says the community owns this place, it's, yeah. it really has belonged to everybody. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's going to continue being like that. I know that you you also lend your other uh, building, the Imperial Center. They just had a vaccination clinic. Yeah, we, we had a vaccination clinic there this you morning. You were there. You I have was the shirt. There. Yeah, I'm wearing the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so you've have you have the Civic Center, uh, but one of the most important things that you continue to do is helping out uh, by doing a radiothon. 
Um, can you talk about that, just when that started um, and how it's grown? And, and if you can also, I think you've mentioned this before, but like the amount that y'all have been able to raise so far. Yeah, well, the Radiothon, the way that it started was uh, back in 2012. I was, it was kind of a coincidence that I was thinking about doing something with the community. Cause I, you know, we, we have always been connected to the community. And I was thinking of, about doing something like that for the Arkansas Children's Hospital. Cause I, that year, after that, I, I have learned a lot more. But that year, I knew that a lot of Hispanics were benefiting from that hospital. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, there should be a way how, you know, to help them. And then, like a month later, I got this phone call from a guy saying, "Hey, we are the guys that uh, help hospitals do radiotones with our technology." And uh, there's a hospital in in Arkansas that it's, uh, you know, that needs some help. And I'm like, I jumped in right away. I said, "It was what? Little Rock at that time, right? It was just Little Rock." Yeah, it was just Little Rock. So the guy came over. They the the guys that help with all the technology and all of this you have seen the technology which mm -hmm. is pretty cool that you can see the name of the mm -hmm. person donating and and yeah. uh, and you know they uh, lifetime yeah yeah so the guys came over from uh, Houston the Arkansas Children's uh, I'm sorry the Children's Miracle Center Center mm -hmm. so they came over and they spoke to me about it and I you know immediately I was already my my mind was already set for that, so I told him yes. I mean, you put that energy, you put that energy on the air, and that's why people, that's why I approached you about right. it. Right, you know? but the thing is, uh, I had seen some other uh, radio stations in the state and and in the surrounding areas doing radio tones, and uh, I knew they were collecting 30, 40, 50. The most successful ones were like 50 or 60 thousand. And, and fifty or sixty thousand is it's a lot of money. Yeah. So I was like, ah, if we could even make thirty, forty, that would be great. I was like, man, that, that thirty thousand, you know, because I I saw the big radio stations in the state with, you know, the bigger population, the American population, making fifty and sixty, and uh, for our first radiothon. So I was like. Uh, hopefully we can I, I when I spoke to my team I told them you know uh, let's let's try to get 30,000 let's mm. let's put all of our effort and try to uh, make 30,000 mm. well uh, it went so good that we we collected 89,000 sure. we could not believe it we were like what? 89,000 more than anybody here in the state mm. and uh, with the uh, you know, one radio station and just in Spanish. But I was, I didn't jump to, I mean, I knew that probably the reason why we got that much was because we had never done it before. Mm -hmm. So people, you know. Mm -hmm. Excited okay, about it? Yeah, we're, we're excited about this. And, uh, and probably the following year, it was gonna go down like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I told them at the end of, you know, I, I have to get the numbers. And I said at the end, this was great for the first one. Uh, hopefully next year we can do 50% of this and, mm. we, you know. But then the next next year we made 129,000. 
and then he kept uh, climbing. Then uh, 255. So we were like, yeah. <laughs> this is this, uh, you know, and, and started getting attention from all the all the other places doing the same thing in the United States. Not only in bigger cities, but they started seeing what are these guys doing different, you know, they, that uh, it's working so well. Well, you know, one of the things is our community. The other thing is they they believe in what we do because mm -hmm. they, they know that we do it from our heart. Yeah. And uh, when they pick up the phone to donate, they know this money is going to the Arkansas Children's Hospital. They, they trust our radio station and what we have been doing and what we do. So... Um, What's been the total so far? I think it was on social media, but I forgot. Right. Well, we uh, five years later, we we had already collected one million dollars for wow. the hospital, and then our tenth year was uh, last year, and we didn't have one. Yeah. So this this would have been our eleventh year, but it's our, actually our tenth year. Mm. And uh, no, I take it back. Mm. Our tenth was two years ago. Okay. And uh, we surpassed the two million. Oh, wow! And then uh, we're now approaching the. Uh, I think we're gonna get to three million uh, next year. We we are like two point eight right now. So I think we will. I know you don't do it for press and stuff, but like I'm just kind of. I kind of feel like if that's not highlighted enough yeah. in our media here, it's not. Yeah. It's not, and I've been fighting about this all the time, and. And people that I meet some places and they know about this, they say, how come this is not all over the media? Some companies will <laughs> donate some chicken and it's all over the media. Uh, but yeah, you raise three million dollars, almost dollars. No, like, and some some of yeah. them, you know, I will fight with the uh, newspapers because I saw some big pictures with people donating, which is good, you know, every yeah, donation yeah. is good. Uh, I'm not fighting because they got a picture, mm. but they were donating five thousand mm -hmm. dollars, and they got a big picture on the newspaper. Mm. Then we were donating two hundred fifty, three hundred, mm. and no picture at all. Mm -hmm. And yeah. we told them, "Hey, we're gonna have this radio on this weekend, so you're invited to come over." They wouldn't show up. We'll send them the uh, the check. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, not the the press release, and yeah. they will not act on it. You know, like when they get the press release, they're like, oh, well, it's too late now. This was, you know, yeah. two days ago. And like, yeah, well, we call you. You didn't come. So that's why I highlight every I highlight it every year on social media. Every time that y'all get like your final, I always put it because I don't see it anywhere else. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Like, what so, do you have to? And it's all it, like Eddie said, it's been all the community. I mean, just the same people that come to the shows, the same people that, you know, yeah. that have been growing up listening to these radio stations now give to this and i think yeah but, but the most trusting. important thing on this is the that the arkansas children's hospital they mm -hmm. do help a lot yeah. to our, right now our community with the pandemic oh yeah there's but, kids there but they have always done no. it i mean i'm amazed to see how many hispanic kids mm. go to the arkansas children's hospital yeah. they do help a lot of hispanics so and uh, I mean, they they help, and and of course, the money we collect is for everybody. It's just it just happens that we are Hispanics, mm -hmm. and and our donors are Hispanics. But most of these uh, radio tones, 
somewhere, you know, in some other places in the United States, they, when they start, they already have, you know, like thirty or forty thousand dollars from Ford gave them ten thousand or this. We don't. We yeah. start from zero. You know, the first one that calls in, it's uh, twenty four dollars, and that's our. Yeah. You know, it's and, not a corporate and, and, donor. No, and, yeah. and most of our donors are small donations. Wow. There are people that work at the poultry factories and right. construction. Yeah. I've seen the donations come in when I volunteer yeah. for it, so it's super, uh, super entertaining to just see people like really motivated. And then the people that you have here in the radio are also very like inspiring. They'll be like, yeah. they'll be like constantly, you know, telling people. And I know that that uh, that's part of the plan, you know, to just constantly yes. tell people, hey, you know, this is important. This is why you should donate. Because it's the truth. We just keep on pounding it, you know. And uh, lately, we have had so many other. Uh, business owners and uh, and uh, self-employers that are starting to come in and, and, and put some more money in than, than the normal people which you know it's it's very good yeah. and it has helped our community the mm-hmm. the and the money is as we all know you know if you if you give uh, some of the things that God is blessing you with, mm-hmm. you're going to get more blessings back. Yep. Yeah. Good karma. Always, that's one of the things that I always talk and about. And we don't do it you know? for that, but, you know, it comes naturally. Yeah, definitely. So you got the radio station, you got the, you had the newspaper, you have the civic center. Uh, what's next? Like, what, do you have any, I know you, you might not want to tell. Retirement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, there isn't anything else that you want to get into at the time that you're kind of thinking about it. Maybe not, you don't have to go into full details because you don't want anybody to steal your plan. But like, is there anything that you've been kind of like, man, maybe I should get into this? Well, I, I do have some, some plans, uh, Lately, that I, you know, as I'm telling you, I cannot, uh, I cannot Going give them away. You know, <laughs> no, no details on that, but you know, everything we do is thinking on uh, about our community and how we can serve them better. Mm. So, with the radio stations, as I'm, you know, we had this plan to have radio stations all over the area. We do have six radio stations in in Arkansas. Uh, between AMs and, and FMs, and uh, but the plan before that was to have one FM in uh, Kansas City, another one in mm-hmm. St. Louis, and and then we had the recession back yeah. in 2007, and that you know threw us out, and pretty much uh, it's out of the plans now. I, I don't want to grow that way anymore, but, okay. but uh, we have good plans for for this area okay so for just to kind of close out today's episode can you give some advice <laughs> yeah. you still want to go we hey, at the beginning we're, we're, only, one, one, we're only halfway in yeah the, the longest show we've ever had on i think um, <laughs> definitely I, I just there's a lot of things that we can that we do we can talk about and we did uh, also touch on but i also just want you if you can give some advice to any young entrepreneur that's out there that uh you know, any kind of motivational words so that they can, you know, accomplish whatever kind of goals or dreams that they set. Right. Well, one of the one of the things I've seen in the Hispanic community, and I'm so happy to see that, you know, and I see that on social media. I have a lot of friends that I I have not met personally, that a lot of kids and or that are now professionals, 
and I see them uh, traveling, you know, in Europe, all over. You, you couldn't see that before. And I'm super happy to see that our community is, it's uh, not only Europe, but traveling anywhere, traveling yeah. to Florida. Because her, their parents didn't do that. Mm -hmm. I, I remember when I yeah. first moved in here, I had a lot of parents that, you know, they were just seasonal workers coming to to the area and uh, and then going back to Mexico. And their kids were actually down in Mexico and they would not see them for most of the time. And uh, But then they moved to to the area and they brought their, their kids in and their kids are, uh, they have a successful life right now. And, uh, but you know, uh, there's so many good role models in, in Northwest Arkansas. I mean, we have the, the Waltons, we have the Tysons, because all, all of them are good models. And, and we are fortunate to live in this area. They're not my models, I can tell you that, because when I came, I did, you know, my model. I, my, my motivation was my community. But I know that they are for, for uh, a lot Other of good young, young kids. And it's good that they have this opportunity and they have learned how these people made it, you know, from, from scratch. Yeah. And they live in the area where they made it and there's a lot of opportunities and they have to, you know, whatever they think they can make or they can do with their, with their life, they can do it if they want to. Here, we are in the right place. This place, anything you, you, you want to do, you can, you know, make it work. Probably, you know, better than most of the places in the United States. I yeah, think yeah. we are very fortunate, and but they are fortunate too to have our, our community here in Northwest yeah. Arkansas. Because without our community, Northwest Arkansas wouldn't be what what it is right now. It wasn't when I first came here. Yeah, you know, it wasn't Tyson the same. Be what it, is. Well, it wasn't the same. This the same. You know this uh, what what it is right now, and it keeps growing and uh, progressing, and and changes are coming. Uh, we have so many things, so many good things happening to the area, to Springdale, to Rogers, to Northwest, because we are Northwest Arkansas. We're not mm -hmm. a Springdale. We're not Rogers. We are a community. It's literally one street. You get to Fayetteville, Springdale, Lowell. Pretty much, and, and we're not as as small as a lot of people thinks. You know we. The population is almost as big as, as Little Rock, but we still, it's, it's the community that makes this place wonderful. And, uh, and everybody has a chance. Everybody has a chance He's here in Northwest Arkansas. And if they want to, if they have a dream, they can, they can make it work if they want. Well, I appreciate those words. I know that um, we're very appreciative of you. I know you probably don't like to, you'd like to hear compliments, but uh, we're really appreciative no, of you. No, he's like, come bring it on, bring it on. We got three minutes, go no, ahead. No, no. <laughs> we got, we, I'm really appreciative of you always opening your, your uh, centers for any kind of community events and also the radio waves as well, which go a long way in our community. So just know that even though maybe the, the local media doesn't highlight the good things that you do in the community, yeah. your community sees it. Yeah, you know, your community is yeah. appreciative, and uh, and I think that's gonna live like longer than than you're here, than you're here on this earth, and we really appreciate you. So, thank you once again. We're filming this from your studio <laughs> in the Springdale Civic Center, uh, but really appreciative of you sh just sharing all all the uh, all the stories, all the history, because 
you're one of the of the big pillars of our community you know and yeah. you've seen so much that like you're probably like you have so much information in you that that I, we're really appreciative that you're sharing that with us and hopefully you're able to document that in some other way in a more like longer way in the future whether it being like a documentary or something like that because you're a fountain of, of information and, and uh, yeah we just appreciate you being yeah here. well thank you guys for inviting me uh, we we were thinking and and this is one of the things that we want to do is uh, make, making a doc documentary of you know what uh, Norwest Arkansas has been in the past I mean I have all the uh, pictures and oh. and the video and stuff from many years ago Oops. you know so we want to make a, that into a documentary that I'm sure a lot of people would love to see yeah oh, well I'm excited about that and thank you all for listening this is episode 101 of the District 3 podcast and we'll be back next week signing yeah. off thank you everybody peace sayonara <laughs>